Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Pastor Farrell Shepherd of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. And I'd like to welcome you to another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. This broadcast is for Wednesday, February 15th. And glad you're tuned in and listening over the Light and Truth Radio Network. We're glad to be able to bring these broadcasts to you. Now, today's sermon is going to be the completion of one we began on Monday. And then tomorrow, we'll be coming back with a new message that'll be a two-day sermon. And so hope that you'll plan on being with us tomorrow, but also hope that you'll stay tuned and enjoy the message today. Before we do, I've got a couple of announcements and a good song. And uh, before we mention about the song, do be in prayer for us. Pray for our services tonight, that the Lord would bless that and that he would use it for his glory and his honor and that he would help us here in our in our services. My dad's going to be preaching for his Lord willing tonight and telling about a two week mission trip that he just made to India. And so we'll be hearing from my dad tonight at the seven o'clock hour. And then also, uh, do pray for the halls there in Indiana visiting with family members. Some of Mrs. Hall's aunts and uncles, brother Hall's brothers and, and sister-in-laws and family members there. And so keep them all in prayer. Not sure exactly when they're coming back, but they seem to be doing well. Their health doing much better than they were when they were here. And so we rejoice that they're doing better. Keep them in your prayers that God would keep them safe and bring them home safely again as well. All right. Also, pray for our finances here at the radio station that God would provide. We're just trusting him, believing him, and waiting for him to move. And I believe that he will. So help us remember that. In prayer as well. One more, just a plug. Uh, if you'd like to get one of our new cookbooks that we came out with last year, Light and Truth Cookbook, uh, that for a $15 donation, we'd be glad to send one of those out to you. You can give us a call or text and get one of those here from the station. That number is 866-897-9763. Let us know if you'd like one of those cookbooks or more than one. All right. Here's the Shepherd family singing one entitled, just a little talk with Jesus. It's acapella, and it's right out of the church hymn. I hope it's a blessing to you as the Shepherd family sings at this time. And then the message from the Word of God. All right, we're going back to the scripture that we began, looking in Isaiah chapter number 59 and verse number 1 for a sermon that I've entitled, When Prayer is Powerless. I pointed out the dynamic power of supplication. That's what we think about is the power of prayer. But our text says that sometimes prayer doesn't have the power it should have. And the reason is sin. So we'll get to that point as we move along. That's really the main point of the thought for this entire message. So I hope you'll stay tuned and enjoy the message as it was preached live from the pulpit of the Island Ford Baptist Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. Turn to Isaiah chapter number 59. The power of prayer. I'm going to preach on that a little bit tonight. The power of prayer. But I'm going to preach on when prayer is powerless. Isaiah chapter 59, verse number 1. I used this message down at Brother Moises in there. He called it a prayer revival. I'd never preached it before then, and I've never preached it since. I, I think Joshua and Brother Hall were there the night I preached it there in Tennessee. But I preached this message down there. And you're thinking all week there about the power of prayer, the privilege to pray, the great opportunities that we have to pray. And yet, many times, prayer is short-circuited. 
because of sin. Look at what the Bible says, Isaiah 59 verse number 1. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. Isn't it sad that so often we forget to pray? Isn't it sad that so often we're frail, whether or not we're forgetful, we're frail about praying. We'll, I'll do that later. I need to call. I need to text. I need to update my status. I, I need to let others know before we've ever even talked to God about it. So often we fail in this thing of prayer. But here's where I'm dealing with this evening. Not just when we fail in prayer, but when prayer fails because we failed. We take the time to pray. But we don't get through. Why? Because there's something between us and our God. Alright, so there's the dynamic prayer power of supplication. Then there's the damning power of sin. Verse number 2 of Isaiah 59 says, But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid His face from you that He will not hear. God's not going to look on sin when we live in sin, I, I see people all the time, they're living in sin. Maybe they're, maybe they're drinking alcohol. You talk to them about the Lord and they say, but preacher, I pray every day. What good does it do to pray when God's not looking your way because you're living in sin? Shacked up? I mean, you name whatever you want to name. They're living in sin. They're, they're living in things they know to be wrong in the sight of God. And yet they say, but preacher, I pray. But God doesn't hear those prayers. When iniquity and sin have separated between us and our God. We have took sin, we've taken sins like bricks, and we've stacked them up and built a wall between us and our God. That's what he's saying here. God's not going to listen. It's not that he can't, it's that he will not listen to those prayers because of our sin. Why? Because he wants us to deal with it. Mamas, they know that instinctively. Little kid comes in, they got dirt all over them, they've been out playing in the yard. That's what they used to do before they invented video games. Out playing in the yard and got dirt all over them. They come in and they want a cookie. Mama don't say, yeah, take this cookie in your dirty hand and put it in your dirty mouth. No, they say, you go wash your dirty hands, wash your dirty face, and then... And they may say, you got to eat something good for you before I'll give you... Eat this carrot, then I'll give you a cookie. Whatever the case is. But here's what I'm saying. God's not in the business of allowing us to come in with dirty hands... With dirt covered us and us ask God for blessings, we can forget it. God's going to say, you're going to have to clean up. Amen. You're going to have to deal with that dirt. You're going to have to deal with that stuff before I can give you the blessing that I'd love to give you. Amen. The damning power of sin. That's the scary part of this equation. You think about the mighty power we hold in our hand. If I could say hold it in our hand. The power that is at our disposal just to get a hold of God. And yet... We let sin come between us and that power. We let sin separate us from our God. We allow sin to break the connection. We allow sin to break the fellowship. We allow sin to interrupt the communion and the communication that we have with our Heavenly Father. We stopped the flow of the blessings of God because we've let sin down up the stream. Turn to Psalm. If you're in Isaiah, you won't have to go back far. Psalm 66, a very familiar, I'm sure, verse. 
of the psalmist. And I'll say as you're turning, our God is a holy God. Our God's not a punk rocker. Our God's not a, uh, you know, a deviant from this world. Our God is a holy God. He's a holy God. He is too holy to overlook sin. He's too holy to allow sin in His presence. That's why the psalmist said, Psalm 66, verse number 18, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. The psalmist said, there's a God in heaven. I've got access to that God in heaven through prayer. But if I let sin in my life, that word regard has the idea, you ever hear people say, give them my regards. They're saying, give them my affection. Let them know they're in my thoughts. Let them know I hold them in esteem. When you let sin get your affection, when you let sin get your thoughts, when you hold sin in high regard, God said, don't try to talk to me. I'm not listening. That's what he's saying. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. Turn to Proverbs chapter 15, just several pages over, but the next book, Proverbs 15. There's two verses I want you to notice. Again, talking about prayer and sin. The Bible says in Proverbs 15, verse number 8, The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but the prayer of the upright is his delight. He's talking about people trying to be religious, and they're wicked. They're bringing a sacrifice. I mean, look at this great thing I've just done. God said, that's an abomination to me because of your sin. Proverbs 15, verse number 29. The Lord is far from the wicked. The Lord is far from the wicked, but He heareth the prayer of the righteous. Again, He said, prayer is a good thing, gets us in touch with God, but wickedness moves God out of the picture. Amen. Proverbs 28 and verse number 9. Proverbs 28, verse number 9. The Bible says, He that turneth away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer shall be an abomination. I want you to notice that. I want you to look at it. Proverbs 28, verse number 9. He that turneth away his ear from hearing the law, even his prayer shall be an abomination. He said, if you're not listening to the preaching, if you're not listening to the Bible, if you're not listening to the Holy Spirit when he's speaking to you from the Word of God, God said, even your prayer stinks in my nostrils. Amen. Matthew chapter 6, you don't have to turn. If you want to, you can. You don't have to. Matthew chapter 6, dealing with that Sermon on the Mount. Again, talking about prayer here, our Lord says this in what's known as the model prayer. Our Lord says, For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. You know what He said? He said, You can pray, pray, you ought to pray. But He said, If you're not doing right by your neighbor, God's not going to hear you. If you want something from God, you're going to have to do right. By those you live around. Matthew chapter 5, verse 23 and 24. Still in that Sermon on the Mount. Our Lord said this, Therefore if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there rememberest that thy brother hath ought against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way first, be reconciled to thy brother, then come and offer thy gift. He said, If you've got a problem, deal with the problem before you even come to try to pray. Amen. Deal with the problem. I'm just simply saying, prayer has a damning effect. It, it clogs up 
the flow. Amen. It downs up the stream of the blessings of God. First Peter chapter 3 and verse number 7. Peter's talking to husbands here. We like, we like the first part of the chapter. It deals with wives. <laughs> but chapter 3 verse 7, he starts dealing with the husbands. Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them. So he's talking about the wives. Husbands, dwell with them, the wives, according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of God. Look here why he said, that your prayers be not hindered. You know what he said? He said, if you're not right at home, you're not right at the altar. If you're not right between you and your wife, you're not getting through to God God's not hearing your prayers. That's why he said, let not the sun go down on your wrath. And I believe he's talking about that husband-wife relationship. Amen. Don't allow problems to build and you just say, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm going to record this in my book. I'm going to put this in my bookcase and I ain't never forgetting it. And you're never getting through to God again either. Like you could if you deal with that. Amen. Last time, last place, Joshua chapter 7, if you want to turn over there. You remember the situation that children of Israel had gone up against Jericho. They had marched around the walls of Jericho one time a day for six days. Seventh day, they marched seven times around the walls with their mouths shut, not saying a word. And when God said shout, God told Joshua to let them know, and they said shout. The people shouting, the walls came tumbling down. Great victory. God gave them the victory. And they were to give God the spoils. Next little while they go to Ai, a little bitty town. Nothing, nothing in comparison to Jericho. Nothing even in comparison to the little army of Israel. They said, we'll take it, no problem. But they go up to Ai and they get whooped. Amen. They get whooped. They flee before the enemy. They run back and Mo, or Joshua calls on God. Look at chapter 7 and verse number 6. And Joshua rent his clothes and fell on the earth, or fell to the earth upon his face before the ark of the Lord until the evening tide. He and the elders of Israel and put dust on their heads. Here's a man serious about getting a hold of God. Here's a man that sees a problem. He knows something's got to be done. And it's not just him, it's these other men as well. They fall down. I mean, physically they're drained. Emotionally they're drained. Spiritually they're pleading with God. They put dust on their head showing their utter contempt. Calling on God. Look at verse number 10. And the Lord said unto Joshua, Get thee up. Get thee up. Wherefore liest thou? Thus upon thy face. God said, Joshua, now's not praying time. There's a time to pray. But right now's not praying time, Joshua. Now's time to deal with problems. Look what he said. Get thee up. Let me get back to it. Verse 10. And the Lord said unto Joshua, Get thee up. Wherefore liest thou upon thy face? Israel hath sinned. You remember what had happened? Achan, one of the men of Israel, had seen a Babylonish garment a wedge of gold and a wedge of silver, and he took it for himself. It was to all be offered unto God. It's all to be God's. But Achan decided, I just want a little bit, just a little. I'm sure he thought it's just a small thing. But it cost Israel the victory. And it cost men their lives. Later it's going to cost Achan and his entire family their lives as well. But God said 
to, jo- uh, to Joshua. Prayer is a good thing. Prayer is an honorable thing. Don't you know it pleases God for his children to pray? But God said to Joshua, now's not praying time. Get up, Joshua. I wonder if there's times we go to our closet. I wonder if there's times trouble comes our way and we say, Lord, I need help. And God says, get up, get up. Now's not time to pray. Now's time to confess. Now's time to clean up. Now's time to deal with the issue between you and me. Amen. God's hand's not shortened that it cannot save. Neither is his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your sins have separated between you and your God. Your iniquities have separated. Amen. Iniquity is a problem. Sin is a problem. Isaiah, or, uh, God said to, to Joshua, Israel hath sinned, and they have also transgressed my covenant which I commanded them. For they have taken, they have even taken of the accursed thing, and have also stolen and dissembled also, and they have put it even among their own stuff. Can I just say this? Sin hinders prayer. Sin affects our relationship with God. If we're going to tap into that wonderful power of prayer, we're going to have to deal with our sin. We're going to have to come clean with God. Amen. We're going to have to get these things out of our life if we're going to get help from God. Now let me close this with some inspection, introspection. I want you just ask yourself these questions. I wrote these down. Is there something in my life that I'm holding on to that God has dealt with me about But I'm not giving it up. Is there something? How is my prayer life? Do I have a clear line between me and heaven? Or has sin gotten in and blocked the line? Amen. I remember reading a book years ago by E.J. McDaniels, an evangelist. E.J. McDaniels preaching on prayer. And in that sermon he told back in the day when there wasn't cell phones, there wasn't cordless phones, Everything was run by a line, and it was a party line. You remember that? Those days, I remember them. Now, I'm not that old. Some of you think I am. I'm not all that old. I do remember those times. But he told about this case where this person and a, and a cold storm, winter storm had come in, and freezing rain, and this person was trying to call to find out how their family was. And he kept calling, but no answer. Kept calling, but no answer. Kept calling, but no answer. Finally, days later, they found out that everything was all right. They was able to get out and get about and found out that everything was all right. And he asked the question. He said, I called and called and called, but you never answered. And here's what they said on the other line, other end. They said, our phone never rung. Our phone never rang. You know what the culprit was they found out later? An owl had frozen on a tree limb and it fell over and short-circuited the phone line. A frozen, dead owl was stopping their communication. I'm telling you, there's a lot of times sin in our life that's not worth even as much as a frozen, dead owl fall over on our prayer line and hinder our prayers getting to heaven. Oh, we call, we call, we call, but it don't ring in heaven. Amen. Is there... Something that's blocking our prayer line. I ask myself this, and I'm, I'm doing it for myself. You do it with yourself. Do I hold grudges? Do I need to forgive somebody? Do I need to ask for forgiveness? How is my attitude towards my spouse? How's my attitude towards my coworkers, my children, my fellow church members? How's my attitude? 
What's, what about those things you look at on the TV or on the computer or on your phone? What about those things you read? What about the music you listen to? What about the magazines? What about the clothing you wear? I just ask all these questions. Is God pleased with that? Or is that something that is like a dead owl blocking the communication line? Let's stand to our feet, heads bowed and eyes closed. Let me just give some concluding points. We're talking about our sermon for these days entitled When Prayer is Powerless. Now, right now we're talking about how that the Bible says prayer is powerful. How that saints of old have told us that prayer is powerful. Have you ever wondered why it doesn't seem to be so powerful today? And our text tells us it's because of sin. It's not that God has changed. It's not that the times have changed. It's that there may very well be sin in our life. We need to do a checkup on that. So right now, at the closing of this broadcast, would you check up in your life and see, is there some sin that you need to deal with so you can get a hold of God? And that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. So we're going to have to break in the message right there. But Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow. And I would like to invite you to come and be with us tonight for our midweek prayer service every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. We'll be meeting here, Lord willing, tonight for that. We'll have special time of prayer around the altar, special time of prayer requests taken from the pulpit, and then we'll have preaching from the Word of God as well as some good singing together, congregational and perhaps special. And tonight we've got a blessing in a special guest. My dad is going to be with us, and he's just shortly come back from India, a two-week mission trip in India, and he's going to be with us tonight taking our services And so I'm sure he'll say something about that India trip as well as preach. Love to have you come and be with us for that service tonight at 7 p.m. We are easily located at 1415 Island Ford Road here in Madisonville, Kentucky. Hope you'll tune in this same time every Monday through Friday for another Sending Forth the Light radio broadcast. Until then, this is Pastor Farrell Shepard saying good day and God bless you.